0: Mental health is a language and you need to get fluent in that language because everyone's mental health language is very different. So I know I'm a little late to the party but I've been thinking about this for a while now and pretty sure you know by now that Naomi Osaka recently withdrew from the French Open and I'm not a big news guy, but I'm a mental health, mental wellness guy. So this pertains and is really important to discuss because it crosses all industry, all um, sectors, anything that has to do with people. This is really important. So if the actual sport doesn't interest you, the topic itself should interest you. And here's a little bit of context. So, Naomi, who uh, is like the second best number two rated tennis player in the world, four-time Grand Slam champion, like big, big deal. Big deal. She withdrew from the French Open. So before she withdrew from the French Open, before the games even started, she put out a statement saying that she wasn't going to do any media, any media obligations, and that the whatever the fine was, 15000 $20,000 fine, for that to go to a mental health charity, and she was citing that mental health was the reason why she didn't want to do any of the media obligations. And so the powers that be, those, I don't know the complete details of who's in charge of these things, but they put out a joint statement saying, yo, if you miss out, if you skip out on these obligations that every player has to be accountable for, if you miss out, we're going to fine you, and there's going to be some higher sanctions you're going to get in more trouble. You may get a default. You may all these different things instead of saying, Hey, we saw that you put out this thing, citing mental health. Tell us more. Nope. It was more like a threat. Yeah, you better hit them cameras because we have a lot of money behind this. So, anyway, she goes off and does the French Open, wins the first round. Of course. Wins the first round, and then skips out on the media obligation. She said she was going to. And they fined her $15,000, and she made a choice. She said, you know what? I think I'm going to take a break and withdraw from the French Open. I'm out. Audi. Peace. And there has been some some stuff out there of course people have mixed reviews some support some not support but you got support over here because what you're doing is huge because you're prioritizing mental health and we'll talk more about some takeaways some thoughts that I have but that's the context Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open due to mental health saying that hey I suffer with bouts of depression. He says, being in a room full of people just brings me anxiety. Journalists, all these people, different types of people, just brings me anxiety. And so I don't like that. And so find me and give that money to charity, a mental health charity. So that's what's, what happened, what's going on. And what's interesting from the powers that be It was like if you don't do these obligations, then the next huge um, tennis, uh, what are they called? The next tennis events, you know, Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, the Australian Open, you might get some sanctions over there too. So Naomi goes, yeah, it's time to take a break. But what I really want to go into, and the reason why I gave this context, because context matters, but even beyond that, it's even take all the different situations that are happening for Naomi, and if you strip it down to make it relevant for you and your life, because you deal with people, we all deal with people, how can we break this down And make sense out of it so that we can actually learn from it rather than just do the day by day, okay, that happened and move on. So what would it look like if instead of being fined, there was more intentional conversation or interest in the mental health of players, not the wealth of the machine. And so what's interesting, I went to college and I studied business, not so much because I was interested in business, but because money crosses all field industries. And I majored in systems thinking, so how things work. And I think mental health transcends just like money, all fields, all occupations. So it's important to understand that there's a, you know, mental health is a language and you need to get fluent in that language because everyone's mental health language is very different. But just because it's different, doesn't mean you need to just do a, a, a flat-out cookie-cutter, uh, one-size-fits-all. And I'll go into a little bit detail in a moment, but you have to think about how can we ensure that everyone is sustainable, everyone is thriving, everyone feels as though they can be successful in this space. So here are five things I want you to us to consider as we think about mental health mental wealth and these are questions you can one there are a couple of questions but other the last two are kind of like actions here are things that you can do to um you know consider things that you everyone should have the the space and the grace to to figure this out the first one is what is the culture around mental health whether that's at a school, a job, uh, a team that you're on, whatever. The first question is, what is the culture around it? Do you have a team of counselors? Do you have mental health professionals? Is there an ombuds office? So structurally, what is it? Is there any thoughts around mental health? And just see, one, it's, it's an actual question that you ask, but you can probe And kind of see, look around, you know, do they talk about mental wealth, mental well-being on the website? Yes or no. Because even though it's not there, it could be in different spaces. It could be uh, something that's inherent. But it's also really important to know in writing what people believe and think about mental health. Number two, is the mental health in that space, is it a symbolic value or is is it a practiced value? value two different things two different things because a symbolic value means hey we value this is this is really important but then every single person or the people in leadership are up until two three four in the morning working sending you messages or responding to emails and you can feel this pressure of should i be doing this too do I have to be doing this too in order to be successful in this space? Do I have to be doing this? Or, hey, as soon as whatever time it is, boom, this time right here, I'm going to clock out, go home, leave the library, and that be okay versus it feeling like you're pressured to do something that is against your your mental health and your well-being because work shouldn't always Be that studying, school, all those things shouldn't always feel like a burden to you because the pressure of other people are saying no. Yeah, it's an espoused value, it's a value that we put on our website, it's a value that we throw around, but we don't actually practice it. Now, a practiced mental health is very different from like, yeah, we believe in breaks and rest and all these things, do it. Please go do, take care of yourself. By simply... Saying it by simply talking about it, world of a difference. World of a difference. The third one is, is it safe to be vulnerable where you are? Can you show up to a meeting and say, whew, I am tired? Is it safe to say, hey, I struggle with mental health. I'm kind of feeling a little um, anxious right now. And that not be held against you. That you feel comfortable enough, whether that's organizationally, personally, because when you talk to people and you express yourself, but that part of yourself is denied or ignored, then that tells you more and more about the culture that you're a part of that may not be where you need to be. So you shouldn't have to put part of yourself behind when you check in, when you step through the door, when you turn on the Zoom camera. That's really important to consider. Can you be vulnerable? And the last two are kind of action items for you to consider. Um, Hey, listen to your body. If your body says, yo, slow down. You need to take a break. Take a rest. Take some time. Put something on your calendar. Hey, this, this this, this block of time belongs to me. Nope, can't take that meeting. And if you're on the flip side and you have access to people's calendars, Don't be going onto someone's calendar and saying, well, I know you have a lunch right there, but I'm going to put a meeting right there anyway. Or I know you have this block of time that says self-care. Or I know you have this block of time that says unavailable. Or I know you have this block of time that says do not disturb, but I'm still going to disturb you because this is important. Not, hey, I don't think that's, it's not going to last. It's not, that's not good. Do something different. And the last one I posted about this earlier around boundaries, set boundaries. This is what has to happen. This is what has to, has to happen on my mental health. Here are my list of things. Here are the things that I need to be myself. Here are things that I'm willing to stretch. But here are some things that for me personally has to be put in place or currently exist For me to come here, whether you're being recruited, whether you choose to go somewhere, whether you are in a place where you are wanting to give your talents. You can't be you if your mental health isn't a priority for yourself. And for others. So, you know, one day soon, hopefully, Lavaste will have a team of people right now. It's just me. But I guarantee you, mental health is the priority. Don't want to come in? Cool. You don't have to bring a doctor's note. You don't have to come up with an excuse. You know, playing with this idea of somewhere written down in a, a policy book somewhere. Not even call it a policy book because that just feels so constricting. But, you know, having a, a rest policy. Not even a, again, not a policy, just rest. No need to, eh can I, no, nope. hey, do what you gotta do. I know you're doing great work. I, I know you're doing meaningful work. I know that you are doing what you enjoy. Go take care of you. The work will be here when you're ready. That might sound unrealistic, but a happy person, a fulfilled person, someone who uh, wants to be where they are because... They're valued. They're appreciated. They're seen. They're loved. I know what that feels like. You know what it feels like. So if you can do that, if you can really, instead of saying, "Here are some sanctions. How dare you? How dare you not fulfill these obligations?" Because from the again from the powers that be in the the tennis world, they say these rules are in place for the fairness of each player there's a standard here but under that is there's money that's flowing and if these superstars aren't making these obligations you know things about i think about marshawn lynch he was like hey i'm here so i don't get fined that's real but that the public we have this tendency to Assume that these stars, these people who are on television, are superheroes, that they're not really human, that we have access to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. And, you know, they, they get paid millions of dollars that they need to do these things. Can you imagine, after having a hard day at work, but at a loss, whether it's just you're, you're tired and you have these cameras right in front of you, like right here, they're asking all these questions and you just, want to go ice, you want to go sit down, you want to go play with your kids, you just want to not talk to somebody, but someone's in your face like, so, tell me about the game, tell me about why you lost, tell me about the win, tell me, it's just, it could be a lot, but we don't know, I don't know, because that's not my lived experience. So, I know this one was a bit long, I don't know if I'm going to chop it up, put it all up on here, but I felt called to, To make a comment about the importance of mental wealth, mental health, because it cuts across everything, every situation, every relationship, every space you occupy, because you're bringing you. And when you're bringing you, other people bring themselves. How do you interact? Are you understanding? Are you empathetic or do you not care at all? Do you have these rules and regulations and standards that if someone doesn't hit them, of course, every space has these norms and agreements so that each person can thrive and be their person. Of course, you need to have some things in place so people know what can and can't happen so that there are expectations, but there's Always have to, there always has to be a willingness to have a conversation. Are you interested in having a conversation? If you're not interested in having a conversation, that could be a problem. So, those five things to take with you again are what is the culture around mental health? Is mental health a symbolic value or a practiced value? Is it safe to be vulnerable? Are you listening to your body? Set boundaries. Hopefully, wherever you are, you feel loved and seen and appreciated. I see you. I feel you. I appreciate you. I love you. And if this message hits you, you're like, this is interesting. You know, how can I support this brother? Know that I got books for sale. You can buy the last couple of five book bundles that I got in stock. You can pre-order some new bundles that are coming down the pike here soon. You can Venmo me. You can virtual coffee me. You can share this video, like this video, save this video. Yeah. All things help keep the lights on. So wherever you are, whoever you are, wherever you are, know that you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. I see you. I appreciate you. Levaste. Peace.